1: Beatles, Yesterday and Today, 1969, Episode 32, February through March. The long and winding
2: road that leads to your door will never disappear. I've seen that roar times of crying
3: The White Album is still riding high in early 1969 as all 30 brand new
4: Beatles songs capture the charts, making the two record set a solid number one through March. On February 2nd, the divorce of 35-year-old Yoko Ono and her husband, Tony Cox, became final. The couple had a five-year-old daughter, Kiyoko. The court left the matter of Kyoko's custody open for future determination.
0: The way I saw it is, is Yoko's job was to get out and become Yoko Ono and do her art, and
4: jo- Tony's job was to just take care of everything else, you know. And um, but y- Yoko and Kyoko were always very, very, still were always very, very close, and
0: there was a good mother-daughter relationship there.
4: For the time being, Cox cared for Kyoko. From that point on, John Yoko became inseparable.
5: Yours don't look like that
3: February 3rd, American Alan Klein was appointed to look after the Beatles' financial affairs at the insistence of John, George, and Ringo. A man
6: called Alan Klein, who's sewing it all together. He's the only man that has the ability to replace Brian. He's an American. Yeah, he he also handles the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. He's the only man we've met out of all the people over the last two years, as we've been floundering about trying to do it ourselves, that could possibly replace Brian on a... uh, a personal basis and a business basis how much uh, you lost in the apple? oh I, I have no clue ask him he'll tell you you know it he doesn't mean i have no clue i just knew it was it was going you know slipping slipping away i don't mind about it going but if we could have done something we wasted it you know it could have been used better but we are trying to do something and we couldn't do it we have to have businessmen to do it we're not businessmen here's derek taylor it was too much for the people who were there to run
7: You know, I'm not an administrator. I'm really a terrible administrator. Certain things I'm good at, you know. I'm good at some instinctive things I can do. Things that can be done off the top of my head but don't need any real consistent application. And uh, they weren't skilled in administration, of course. Why should they be? So no one was really running the place. It was running itself. And even places, (laughs) places can't run themselves. They have to be run. And uh, somebody had to come in and do it. And it turned out that it was Alan Klein. I right.
0: spoke to John Lennon from the beginning. The question of them being able to and free to do what they wanted so that they could realize their own individual potential uh, is something that I think they're doing within Apple, by themselves. Uh, you know, the function of Apple was certainly not to restrict them.
6: When you mention Apple, it's the whole, the whole of Apple. It's not yeah. only Apple Records, because Apple Records was going very well.
1: John Lennon again. Yeah, Apple Records is doing fine. You know, you
6: know, the hits and all that. But Apple as a, as a production company was, uh, we were spending too much money to produce the things we wanted to produce, you know. We could have done it much cheaper and more effectively, but we've learnt, you know. But you keep you keep the name anyway? Sure, I mean, Apple's a, the concept of Apple is what we created really. And the concept of Apple is beautiful, you know, we want to do something nice with it. But it was actually the function of it, doing it, didn't turn out too well. It wasn't disastrous. But the statement I made was, if we went on for another six months, it would be near the line. you know,
4: And we'd have to do some spectacular work to pull it out. Paul McCartney neither liked nor trusted him and tried to bring in John Eastman. But John Lennon didn't like this smooth, successful New York lawyer and persuaded Ringo and George to sign Kleinon. He offered to put their financial fracas in order and bring in new revenue. He was to get 20% of all money collected by Apple.
3: Here's Paul McCartney.
7: I was trying to just fight for us. The group I was saying, don't give him twenty percent,
3: give him fifteen. you know, we're a massive group
1: come on and they were saying, "Oh cool, you've got to give him twenty.
7: what do you mean this is a deal? you know I was trying to
1: fight The Eastmans of Eastman and Eastman were appointed general counsel for Apple on the following day in an attempt at compromise with Paul, but the stool arrangement never worked out. Klein entered into the negotiations between Apple and Emperor Holdings, despite the fact that Clive Epstein, who headed the company had already said that the Beatles would have the first chance to buy the company. Klein's abrasiveness prompted Epstein to renew talks with Triumph Investment Trust. Later in the month, Nemperer Holdings was sold to Triumph Investment Trust. As controlling owners of NEMS, it would now collect Brian Epstein's old 25% of the Beatles' performance royalties. The Beatles then instructed EMI to pay all royalties directly to Apple Corps, not to NEMS and informed Triumph that NEMS no longer represented the Beatles. Triumph objected, claiming that there still existed a nine-year contract with EMI signed back in January 27, 1967, by which all record royalties were to go through NEMS, no matter who owned it. Triumph sued the Beatles and EMI and froze 1.3 million pounds in royalties scheduled to be paid to the Beatles pending the outcome of the case. Rumors
4: of an impending breakup start. And John comments on the stories.
6: Because uh, there was a lot of tension around the Alan Klein coming in days and all that, you know, and uh, and the ATV thing going on, you know, the Beatles were under a lot of pressure and we had to be together all the time, fighting and arguing and listening to all these different business things. That business thing was like a heavy tour, you know.
5: All right. Are you ready, Ringo? Ready, John. One, two, three... I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in my, all through the night, I'm in my.
1: With the Get Back project behind him, Ringo Starr begins work on his second film acting role outside the Beatles on February
3: 3rd. Ringo sailed for America to film some location shots for the movie The Magic Christian. Ringo was living up to his earlier act naturally claim about being put in the movies and shining like a big star.
6: I like it at the moment because it's not too hard, you know, and I just go in there and do my bit and get out. Well then,
1: Youngman grand. Father. It was a more sizable part this time, playing support to main star Peter Sellers in *The Magic Christian*, the film of Terry Southern's satirical 1959 novel about a man's greed and lust for money.
7: It's like *Magic Christian*. They've written Ringo into *Magic Christian*. It was *Magic Christian*'s son. It now in the book, book, it wasn't in the book, and it and I I don't know if it'll work, you know, but it will actually because. That, you know, they'll all be able to do it into a good thing, but I don't like that kind of thing. And I don't like that underestimating what you've got, you know.
1: On February 5th, Cream released the LP Goodbye. It's their final LP as a group. On the album is a track called Badge. Guitarist on Badge is LiAngelo Mysterioso, alias George Harrison. The track is written by Clapton and Harrison with the song title from Ringo. February 7th, 1969, George Harrison was admitted to University College Hospital in London, where his tonsils were removed the following day. George then left the hospital on February 15th. On February 12th, Paul McCartney formed Atta Gross Limited. He later renamed the company McCartney Productions Limited, or MPL. February 21st, the LP Postcard was released in the UK, with Paul as producer. Paul discusses the promotion and packaging of the LP with Derek Taylor, Neil Aspinall, and George Harrison.
7: And especially if we oh, said, well, you know well, this is a
1: campaign.
7: Oh, yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they'll want to do that, something nice like that, for you and show you they've done it, you see. So if we keep the postcards yes. blank. This end. We'll be using them this end. And Neil and thinks they want, they'll want want to print their own in America. Yeah, Which, again, well, I well. thought, okay, if, if, well, they, if they, they want have... to, then all right, but it'd be nice to have the Valentine product. You know, I, I don't like that thing where it goes cheap when it goes to America <coughs> and they do the sort of reprint. Yeah, do you mean? You know, and it's sort of not quite as... And it's thinner paper and it's all yeah. a bit... It's not, it not a real postcard now because it's usually fatter paper. Well, not a, no, no, see, capital... When they did capital! It's, capital. First it's just capital, things. I just wouldn't sort of like to get into it, you know. It's like,
8: yeah,
7: you, no, with don't Mary's we're just trying to do postcards. Yeah. You know, and then use that as to advertise it, you know. Because the album's going to be called Postcard. Mary By Mary Hopkin Postcard Yes mm-hmm. Well because it's like that You know all the songs It sort of it's a, Anyway So And then the thing was Because the album cover You know is just to get a By postcard Badge <laughs> Badge mm. <laughs> That's not bad <laughs> Badge Badge And then you get old badges Well mate, that's a follow up album <laughs> The only other alternative was Mary Elizabeth Bloodwin Hopkins But she didn't do that
3: No mm. uh, doesn't finish it.
7: She'd go and sit down with a long skirt for a voter sessionary skirt and put a sweater on in case she gets the s- skirt wet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they hung out there. And it's like, come on, kid, this is your album cover. Next big. Yeah. Next
5: Next of Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pebble and the Man, Happiness Runs, is written by Donovan and features Mary Hopkin on guitar and vocals, Donovan on guitar, and Paul McCartney on drums and bass.
9: Little pebble upon the sand, now you're lying here in my hand. How many years have you been here? Little human upon the sand, from where I'm lying here in your hand to me about a passing
8: breeze
9: The sun will always shine where you stand Depending in which land you may find yourself Now you have my blessing, go your way La 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 la
8: Happiness runs in a circular motion Thought is like a
9: little boat upon the sea All our souls are deeper than you can see You can have everything if you let yourself be Everybody is a part of anything anyway You can have everything if you let yourself be In a circular motion, thought is like a little boat upon the sea. All our souls are deeper than you can see. You can have everything if you let yourself be. La 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 la. Let yourself be.
8: Happiness runs, happiness runs. Happiness
6: runs, happiness runs. Happiness runs in a warm old circle. Happiness runs with gum boots on.
0: Saturday, February 22nd. At Trident Studios, the band got busy with their next LP. First session for what turned out to be Abbey Road, with Glenn Johns producing and Billy Preston sitting in, the Beatles cut the basic track for I Want You. They did 35 takes with John's guide vocal. The one experimental track had Paul McCartney handling some of the vocals. John's acetate, The Beatles, with a Lennon song then simply titled, I Want You. The next day, February 23rd, Glenn John spent his Sunday editing together a composite master take from three of the 35 takes. Lennon had chosen take nine for the song's first part, take 20 for the middle eight, and take 32 for the rest. The new composite master then became the new basic track, Take one. I Want You was also one of the very last tracks Lennon finished off of the LP some six months later in August. And as Mark Lewis details in his Abbey Road Studio diary entitled The Beatles Recording Sessions, I Want You ranks among the most complex Beatles tracks because of its numerous overdubs, edits, and effects.
1: On Tuesday, February 25th at EMI Studios London, perhaps as a 26th birthday present to himself, George Harrison went into EMI alone. With only Ken Scott at the control room, he recorded elaborate vocal, guitar, and piano demos of three of his latest compositions, Old Brown Shoe, Something, and All Things Must Pass. ¶¶
5: Sunrise doesn't last all morning A cloudburst doesn't last all day Seems my love is up and has left you with no warning It's not always been this great All things must pass, all things must pass away. Sunset doesn't last all evening. A mind can blow those clouds away. After all this, my love is up and must be leaving It's not always been this great All things must pass All things must pass away streets could last So I must be on my way Face another day Our darkness only stays a night time In the morning it will fade away Daylight is good at a at the right time It's not always To be this great All things must pass All things must pass away All things must Things must pass away. around, it Oh see your smile replacing every thoughtless frown. You've got me escaping from this zoo Baby, I'm in love with you I'm so glad you came here Won't be the same, I'm telling you If I grow up, I'll be a singer
1: On Sunday, March 2nd, at the Lady Mitchell Hall in Cambridge, England, the first concert appearance of a Beatle outside the group before a Cambridge University audience of 500 had taken place. This John Lennon stage appearance was far removed from any recognizable pop rock performance. While Yoko contorted her larynx into screams, groans, and cackles for the front of stage microphone, John provided the only suitable accompaniment remaining in the half shadows at the back of the stage. He spent the entire performance providing howling, ear-splitting feedback from his electric guitar and amplifier. Uh,
10: This is a piece called uh, Cambridge 1969.
1: tuesday march the 4th in london it was now almost five weeks since the get back recording sessions in which time it seems the beatles have decided to wash their hands of the entire project one day john and paul called glenn johns into emi pointed to a pile of eight track tapes the result of those 10 january days at apple and offered john's free reign in preparing a finished album glenn duly booked time at his favorite venue olympic sound studios and set to work.
6: We let Glyn Johns remix in. We didn't want to know. We just left it to him and said, here, do it. It's the first time since the first album that we didn't have anything to do. it. We just said, do it. You know, Glyn Johns did it. None of us could be bothered going in Nepal. Nobody called anybody about it. And the, the, the tapes were left there. On
3: March 12th in London, Paul McCartney, the last bachelor Beatle, married Linda Eastman, the daughter of Lee Eastman, who with his son, John, were Eastman and Eastman as Ms. Eastman shattered the hopes of every last McCartney fan.
6: London, weepy time down south. The last Bachelor Beetle was no longer a Bachelor. Paul McCartney married New Yorker Linda Eastman. He'd gone and been and done it at Marylebone Register Office. Paul's new stepdaughter, Heather, was among the advance guard
3: who battled the way through the shrieking, sobbing press of devoted fans who surged round the newlyweds
6: as they made for their car. London bobbies and Fleet Street, Street photographers tangled with tear-stained teenagers who were bidding farewell to the bachelordom of the Beatles, who'd held out against marriage for so long. At last, the new threesome found sanctuary in their car, but it was oh so clear that Paul's plan for a quiet wedding had gone drastically wrong somewhere along the line.
3: Exit the McCartney, a very popular group. What's it feel
7: like to be married at last? It feels fine, thank you. What are you going to do now? Is it going to change your life much, do you think? I don't know, really. I've never been married before. (laughs) The wedding was about an hour late starting. Everyone got a bit worried. What happened? We were waiting for my brother, who was going to be best man, Mike. And uh, he was on British Railways, so he's a bit delayed because of the weather and stuff. Not a very nice day for you. you going away for a honeymoon? Maybe. We haven't talked about it yet, you know. It's just... uh, you know, we haven't really made any plans for a honeymoon. I think we will.
5: No, In a uh, few hard. days.
7: Mrs. McCartney, congratulations. <laughs> what does it feel like to have just married the, probably the, one of the most eligible bachelors in the world with the envy of all the uh, ladies? Well,
11: it feels great to be married.
3: Roy Collett of BBC Radio Merseyside asked Paul the inevitable question, how does it feel being married? It's terrible, you know. <laughs> That's OK, you
7: know. It's the same as... Uh, yeah, same as being married for everyone, you know, it's married. Yeah, you're uh, liking it anyway. Yes, it's fine, yeah. yeah. but it's meant to you, of course, that you've got an instant family as well. You've got a daughter. Yes, age six, young Heather.
4: <laughs> yeah, How'd you get on with her in fact? Oh, great. She's a great kid, you know. On the same day, the tireless police tracked down another master criminal. They raided George Harrison's home in Escher. George and Patty were busted by the drug squad. And charged George and Patty with possession of the dreaded marijuana.
3: And they chose Paul's wedding day to bust me on. Really? No, oh, because George was in my office. And Patty rang saying that um, Sergeant Pilcher, if that was his name, right? Um, was swarming all over the house at, um, in Esher. And George said to me, well, what should I do, you know, what should I tell Patty over this conversation? And I said, well, have you got this stuff? They'll just tell them where it is, George, because they'll find it anyway, you know? Save yourself a lot of hassles, you know? And uh, he said, well, he had a bit of grass, maybe a bit of hash in a, in a box on the, the mantelpiece, right? So he, he rang Patty and uh, told her to, to tell him where it was, you know, by which time they'd found a, a chunk this big in a boot in his wardrobe. You know, Sergeant Pilcher was
7: gaining great notoriety of just busting pop stars, you know, besides George and Mick and Keith and John, and <laughs> always was the same cop. Nobody will, you know, nobody put two and two together. What happened was there was the, the kind of social or pecking order that was in the pop world. And the drug squad decided to go round. I mean, this fella thought he was Oliver Cromwell, so he decided to go round and uh, clean up what was going on. And he, they busted Donovan first. You know, every, anybody who was in England at that time will remember they they bust Donovan and they then they bust the Rolling Stones and they worked their way up and then they busted John and Yoko and me.
3: Sergeant Pilcher's successful career with the drug squad was short-lived. He was later sent to prison for perjury. Sentencing Pilcher to four years in prison, Mr. Justice Melford Stevenson said this, You poisoned the wells of criminal justice, and you set about it deliberately. What is equally bad is that you betrayed your comrades in the Metropolitan Police, a force which commands the respect of the civilized world. Between dog-detected dope busts at the Harrison's Asher home, George made arrangements to produce Billy Preston,
12: so greedy when there's so much left. All things are God-given and they all have been blessed. Why can't we be humble like the good Lord? He promised to exalt us, but low is the way. That's the it to be here Oh, that's the way God planned it That's the way God wants it to be here. Let not your heart be troubled Let mourning sobbing cease Learn to love your brothers and live in perfect peace. Why can't we be humble? Like my Lord said, he promised to exalt us, but no is the way. That's the way God planned it. That's the way God wanted it to.
4: later and while ringo is off filming the magic christian with peter sellers john visits the rock of gibraltar with yoko ono on march 20th and unite in matrimony
3: and adding to their numerous appearances in love ends sleep
0: ends peace ends and bag ends after honeymooning in paris john and yoko legalized their spiritual marriage when they tied the knot in gibraltar we wanted to get married
6: on the cross channel ferry Mm -hmm. that was the romantic part when we went to southampton And then we couldn't get on because she wasn't English and she couldn't get that day visa to go across and they said, anyway, you can't get married. The captain's not allowed to do it anymore. So we're in Paris and we're calling Peter Brown and said, we want to get married. Where can we go? And he called back and said, Gibraltar the only place. So, OK, let's go, and we went there. It was beautiful. But We got very emotional at the ceremony. That's why we wanted to do it privately and not completely publicly, because we'd prefer to, to see how we were about it. And it was very emotional and romantic and sweet.
7: Alistair Taylor. Peter Brown went off to people the Gibraltar end of it, and I was left to organise this end, and took the jet over to Paris, picked them up at something like 5.30 in the morning at Orley, and put them on the jet on their way to Gibraltar. I remember we sat at 5.15 in the morning drinking champagne in the cabin of the jet.
0: The Lenins were off hard drugs, onto a health food diet and back in the public eye with a renewed sense of purpose. On March 25th, John and Yoko spent their honeymoon at the
3: Amsterdam Hilton promoting a peace campaign from their bed. First of all, let me say congratulations
6: on your marriage and that in Dutch is gefeliciteet ge- met je getrouw. Oh, danke well. <laughs> thank
8: you. Thank you. Congratulations mm-hmm.
6: to both of you. Chocolat. <laughs> How about explaining this mission that you're on at the moment? Well, you start. I'll be... Some...
10: Oh. Well, yes. you know, because uh, we thought of this idea about staying in bed for for seven days for protest uh, against violence in the world.
3: Why Amsterdam?
6: If we did it in Paris, all they'd talk about was, oh, Monsieur <laughs> had a happening in 1930, you know? Mm-hmm. And they'd only say it in that light. And in London let's say oh it's, it's the freaks again you know so we get more effect we make have more effect on britain if we're abroad we're not doing a a johnson or nixon come Queen of england come shake hands pr tour you know we're here to talk to the press because the press and the tv are the communicating channels
10: our meeting was really magic and for instance this uh, uh event that we're doing too you know it came about I think, between this magical relationship somehow, you know, and it is really magical.
6: The press seemed to think we were going to sort of make love in public, you know, because of we made an album with us naked, they seem to think anything goes, you know, and as I said, it might be a very good idea for peace, but I think I'd probably be the producer of that event rather than actually in the event, you know. Stay in bed. Draw your hair. Bed piece. piece. Hair piece. Hair piece, bed piece. Is bed piece, but they're normally the P-I-E-C, but it's a pump. Yeah. And hair piece, bed piece is, we're going to stay in bed for seven days, sort of, instead of having a Popes private honeymoon, the... it's a private protest.
10: For the violence mm-hmm. that's going in the world, you mm-hmm. see. To say, uh, Be sure that instead of making war, it's better to just stay, in bed. let's stay in bed for three mm-hmm. days. And you know? grow your hair. Yes.
6: For peace, let it, let it grow till the peace comes. Uh. So this is part of your honeymoon? Yes. Yes, yes. And how are you enjoying married life? It's beautiful, yeah. It's good. Some of the things people said about you, I haven't been very kind. No, no, lately. No. Does this get you down? It's so much that it's it got past being depressing. It's gone into a joke again. It was a bit depressing the way they kept picking on Yoko, you know what saying? She was ugly and all personal things like that. But I know she is. So you do not really being hounded. No, no. I mean, because well, we the amount of hounding we get, we're going to turn it into what we think is good use of it. If we're going to be hounded, we may as well say what we have to say about peace and things. You know? What about the future of the Beatles? Do you feel that you're still a group? I mean, you've got a lot of space. Sure, sure, sure. You know, we're closer now, you know, than we ever were. Are you record coming out soon? Uh, yes, we've done about 12 tracks. And Paul's in New York, I think, still, is he? And so we're all meeting up in about seven days. So I used the seven days, which I knew was Beatle-free, to do this event and have a sort of honeymoon too and speak to you
10: and when is it going to be
6: on sale uh, well we've got to go back remix the eight tracks and do about four more tracks so it should be around the summer
0: i suppose uh. during interview for israeli radio john previewed a bit of his new song please bear with the marginal sound quality do you
6: know any birdie i only have a regular that's all i know i'm sorry can you uh, sing any song uh for this very audience well yeah, i don't know I, I must admit to not knowing any songs all the way through even my own i <laughs> want i want you i want you so bad, i want you,
8: I want you so
1: They do get the same
8: S- kind S- of press yes. conference and we
6: Scheduled? In Paris. To, uh, we scheduled in no, the no, no, we res- because we want we had the idea to do this event before we got married. Even we had the idea it was on you know to do an event where we stayed in bed for seven days and grew our hair, or go to the Albert Hall and grow, everybody comes yeah, and we just our grow our again, hair, again, hair yeah. you know, on we stage. Still yeah. I do that.
8: We, yeah. still we still do, that. do that. Yeah so
6: then when we got we had four days in paris free before anybody knew we were there and we were walking around the streets. then we got married in gibraltar came back to paris and then it was a bit chaos so we didn't do the we didn't sort of announce or see anybody we just sort of on the phone or if anybody met us. <laughs> hillary of west bromwich we'd like to do hair peace thank you this is an alternative to violence is to stay in bed and grow your hair if you were mrs higgins living in rotterdam and you announced to your local paper i'm staying in bed for peace i'm growing my hair for peace they'd be
0: interested
10: instead of using violence we can do it through smile and laughter
6: we think that peace is only got by peaceful methods and that to fight the establishment with their own weapons is no good because they always win and they've been winning for thousands of years they know how to play the game violence and it's easier for them when they can recognize you and shoot you but they won't they don't know how to handle humor and peaceful humor and that's our message really first of all we made people laugh and that's good You know, I mean, John and Yoko are like the wind. You can't see it, but when it passes, the trees bend. You know, and that's what we do. And they had a lot of results, apart from us getting a nice film out of it and probably an album. A lot of people wrote to us and sent word and people from the state all around the world. And just instances like some guy wrote and said, now, because of your event in Amsterdam, I'm not joining the RAF and I'm growing my hair. Now, all we were saying there, symbolically, Instead of uh, kicking a shop window and say, do something, I grow your hair for peace.
10: Well, it released the tension, first of all. You know, I'm sure many people had a good laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's very important now because there's very little laugh in the world, you know.
8: Mm-hmm.
10: And uh, also the fact that we did something, we didn't preach or anything, you know. Yeah. We just did something, a very modest thing, actually, you know, saying, well, this is the way we did it, you know. But... That just sort of is to try to stimulate people to find their own ways you know and they can say well we can do it better and then that's great you know mm-hmm. and all we're trying to do is to sort of say let's have courage and do whatever we can do let's and find our way to do it
6: and, and make love a m- lot more is it might be a cliche and it might be fashionable but it's still true you
10: mm-hmm. know mm-hmm.
6: yeah i know they'll take me seriously it takes some time to realize it you know and uh, the first few days they were all saying Are you actually going to stay in bed for seven days? Mm -hmm. What about coming to see the city, you know? We said, no, we are going to stay in bed, and this is what we're going to do, and in the end, they took us seriously. And we got all the the light-hearted stuff over, and then by the end of it, we were talking to Pravda and Czechoslovakia through the press, you know, and very seriously. And it was taken seriously, all right.
12: That's very... Don't let me
8: down! Me down. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't let me down. Don't let me down.
6: Can't remember anymore.
8: Don't let me
6: down. Don't let me down. <laughs> Don't let me down, baby.
8: Don't let me down.
6: down Those were the days, my friend I thought they'd never end, la 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 Those were the days, my friend, I thought they'd never end I heard the days, my friend, all together
8: now,
6: the days, my friends I thought they'd never end Those were the days, my friends I thought they'd never end Those were the days! Seven days and seven nights in any room isn't luxury with however much fruit and flowers you've got yeah, right. it is not luxury, it's heavy going especially as we see the press from 10 in the morning till 10 at night and just, yeah, because the. Uh,
1: we want to get it over, you yeah. Cynthia Lennon, John's now ex-wife, recalls first hearing about John marrying Yoko in Gibraltar.
11: It was a shock to me to hear that they'd married so soon, and worse because I only learned of it through the press. But then after all the publicity surrounding their getting together and the end of my marriage to John, perhaps they felt it was important to make a public statement about their relationship. A few days later they moved to Amsterdam, and spent a week in bed at the Hilton Hotel. This was their famous Bed-In for Peace, during which they were filmed and gave hundreds of interviews. Julian was fascinated. "'What's Dad doing in bed on the telly?' he asked. "'Telling everyone it's very important to have peace,' I answered, through gritted teeth, all too aware that John had found it impossible to allow for peace between us, and that the small boy asking the question was paying the price.' That glimpse on television was the first that Julian had seen of his father since the acrimonious meeting at Kenwood eight months earlier.
4: On March 28th, Mary Hopkin releases Goodbye. Recorded
1: at Morgan Studios on High Road in London.
4: Written and produced by Paul McCartney.
1: After spending seven days at the Amsterdam Hilton on March 31st, John and Yoko leave for a new peace event in Vienna.
3: On the thirty-first in Vienna, John and Yoko held a press conference from inside a white bag.
4: Everybody in, please.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, as soon as they like, you know, normal procedure.
10: Any questions,
12: please? do it.
6: Okay, could you please be so kind when you have questions, ask in English. John has been in Hamburg and he knows German a little, but Could not too much. you come out? No. Why not? Because this is a bag event. Total communication.
0: Don't you think it's a little bit out of fashion
6: what you do? Uh, do you think it's a fashion to stay in a bag? <laughs> what is it? It's total communication.
0: What is total communication? An invention of John Lennon, and Yoko
6: ono, or is it? No, no. It exists, and we're showing you a, uh, one, one example of total communication, I whereby. immersion. Well, that's your version. Are there holes in the
0: bag? Uh,
6: there's a hole to get in and out.
0: Have you got a bag with
6: you? <laughs> it depends what language we're speaking.
0: <laughs>
6: what?
4: <laughs>
7: what is it, this case? Cockney,
6: I said, in this case. Oh, Cockney, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Don't you feel very hot then?
6: It's not too hot yet, thank you. If you could change... You don't like any
0: drink?
6: No, thank you. Uh, this is another peace protest, by the way.
9: Uh, what was the special reason for you to come
6: to Vienna? Uh, one of the reasons was because we have a, a film we made on TV tonight at 10.30 or something, and we thought we'd combine that by plugging the film a bit and also plugging peace a bit from this bag. Which book? Yes, it's a peace bag, bag peace.
10: This is we- the first announcement to the world of the bagism. Yes. And, uh, we decided to make the announcement of baggism in Vienna.
5: By God,
6: why? <laughs> because uh, when we were in Amsterdam doing bed peace, halfway through the week we realised, uh, uh, we sort of realised a tag to put on what we are doing which makes it easier for us and you to recognize what we're doing by calling it baggism that means that if we have something to say or anybody has something to say they can communicate from one room to another and not confuse you with what color your skin is or how many uh, how long your hair's grown or how many pimples you've got how long is your hair? aha you have to (laughs) guess (laughs) it's not important it's only what I say that uh, we're here for
0: uh, how could you prove that you are John Lennon?
6: Indian? I don't have to. I'm here just to talk about peace. It doesn't matter who I am.
7: Would you come out if we gave you a sock of John
0: Lennon?
6: What? I'm
7: the ghost of John
6: Lennon. Could be.
8: Say, would you
7: come out if we gave you a sock
6: of torture? We're not coming out for the conference, no, but we'll be out for chocolate cake later.
10: How about the statement, made that you'll never
6: go to appear in
10: public again?
6: Well, all the Beatles made that statement two years ago, but... Uh, I can say I'd I prefer the Beatles to come out of their box and come out of their bag, as it were, and do another tour. But I'll have to talk to Ringo about that and see how he feels, you know. This, yes, the
10: opinion is not unique about this problem until now.
6: What? Well, how do you mean?
10: I mean, uh, you've
0: got the same opinion,
6: before. four of you. Have. Well, uh, two years ago we had, and then a few months back, I think it was probably when Ringo was making the film, that George Paul and I were discussing whether to come out on the road again. And we sort of were inclined to come out if we could get some groovy show together, maybe take Apple on the road or something. And I think perhaps it was a lack of communication between us and Ringo there. Is
11: it true that... Is it Is it only Ringo who has the lack of communication?
6: No, he was making a film, you know. He was in Twickenham and we were just remixing the tracks we'd done. And we were just chatting, you know, like off the cuff. And so when they went to talk to Ringo, he hadn't even been aware of the chat we'd have.
0: We had, you know. Is it true that you said once you would appear free in a concert in Vienna, if it would be in the Opera House?
6: No, I never sort of said I'd appear free anywhere, yet. Is money so important? No, I didn't say that. So what did you say? I said, I've never said I'd appear free anywhere, yet.
0: Would you appear for anything free?
6: It depends what it was. We have done, the Beatles have done many charity shows. I appeared free in Amsterdam Hotel for peace. For seven days. the
5: only was the peace in the room,
6: not outside. Uh, the peace was uh, in our minds, really. I mean, we did seven days press conference for peace, in which we donated one week of our two-week holiday for world peace. Now a lot of cynics had said, oh, it's easy to sit in bed for seven days, but I'd like some of them to try it, even if they do it for other reasons than world peace, and talk for seven days about peace. All we're saying is give peace a chance.
0: Could you give me an example for anything you changed with
6: this action? Uh, I couldn't give you a concrete example except for a few good cartoons that came out of it and a uh, few reactions from readers' letters in England I especially know about. Some old woman that said she's had the best laugh of her life. Well, if the least we can do is give somebody a laugh, we're willing to be the world's clowns because we think it's a bit serious at the moment and a bit intellectual. In Vienna, which is a pretty square place, there's all these beautiful photographs of microphones being held to a bag you know mm. to wait for the bag to speak
10: it's rather nice but um, we're down. serious
6: about the the peace bit you know and when we as we said here in amsterdam the laugh if we make people laugh that's enough you know but uh, i'll tell you one of the great moments of my life was <laughs> yoko and i in a bag in austria being being on the front page of every newspaper in a bag and they never saw us at all and there there was on TV and in every newspaper and a lot of it in England too was just a white bag being interviewed and nobody knowing if it was really us inside it or not you know and uh, you had to take things with a pinch of salt you know? <laughs> and many of the openings in London where the white bag appeared in a big white Rolls Royce actually John and Yoko were at home watching themselves being filmed being shown on the nightly news so you put that in your bag and think about it we had a you know, and and usually there's a serious intent behind it, because our feeling was that a there's nothing but you know man eats baby on on the news, you know, or the Daily Express saying more bombs please, you know? and our thing was a get some laughs on it, you know. The press loved it, you know, they love eccentric whatever, because they gives them something to write about. And we it took us, you know, a long train of thought to think how to get the maximum publicity for what we sincerely believed in was peace. And we were part of the peace movement, believe it or not. And the best thing we could come up with was bags, which Yoko had already been into long before I met her. And bed in, you know, which is how we could, you know, talk to a lot of people all at once, you know, and stage a theatrical event. Is towards the end of the series, John got a bit strange.
0: or to contact the show visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com also visit at yesterdaypod on twitter and search yesterdayandtodaypodcast on facebook see you next time
1: I'm Paul Kaminsky. And I'm James Kaminsky. And we are the co-hosts of the Third Men Podcast. We are a Jack White history podcast where we go over the white stripes, Third Man records, the list goes on. And occasionally, we do a funny voice or two. So you're going to probably want to get used to that. Or turn it off. Whatever your preference. Or whatever turns you on. (laughs) Hey now, you're an all-star, because occasionally... We'll do an all-star. Podcast. We did do an entire Smash Mouth episode once. That is true. <laughs> we are every other week on Wednesdays, and we are available on iTunes and really wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so why don't you come on and find yourself a little home here with us? We promise we'll be weird roommates. If I want to do the dishes without my pants on, that's my deal. That was weird. See, we weren't <laughs> even lying. <laughs> <laughs>